0: What's tricky is that cyclocross needs Belgium, but at the same time, I think that Belgium, like this sense, this heart, is preventing the sport from growing. Well, hello everyone. We are December 19th. And this is the third episode of the Dirty Talk podcast. We wanted to, I mean, we tried many times to do it earlier, but things got busy with the racing season. Um, but we're here today and we have a fun episode coming up. So on the menu today, we will start by a little catch up. What is going on right now? It's the beginning, beginning of the curse period for Lucinda. Magalie went back home. We'll chat more about that. Later on, we tackle a big subject. We will talk about the World Cup drama that's been going on lately in the news. More specifically, we want to come back on the kind of threat from the UCI president about riders who do not race all the World Cups could potentially be banned from the World Championships at some point one day anyway we want to come back on that and talk about that share our perspectives and opinions after that we will answer some pretty interesting questions from the the listeners and finally we will finish this episode with the dirty the dirties of the week so stay tuned and sit back relax enjoy the show thank you everyone hello everyone i'm magalie and i'm with my friend lucinda how are you lucinda this morning
1: Hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm doing well recovering from the first little kickoff of a very extremely busy Christmas period.
0: Yeah, actually, how do you how do you manage that period with so many races? Like do you manage to train much between like during <laughs> no. the curse period or like what's your how do you kind of balance it all?
1: No, it's it's very hard to train. So I'm very happy that uh, bef- just before the period, I could go to Spain uh, for some extra hours training. And yeah, with those extra hours, we need to do it till just after uh, New Year. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So is that something you've done a lot in the previous years? Like kind of do the, yeah, all the way until I guess the beginning of December. And then you spent, what, two weeks in
1: Spain uh, for training? Yeah, it's more or less 10 days, something yeah. like this. But uh, in total, I think it's like seven days, really, really uh, good, good training. But um, yes, of course, uh, you have some travel day and um, coming back for racing, you I mean, it's okay if you still are a little bit tired from training, but not too extreme, of course.
0: Yeah, Yeah, there's, I mean, there's one thing that I've been wondering. Sometimes I wonder like, or or maybe some people are doing it. Have you ever thought about basing yourself in Spain for part of the cross season? So let's say, I mean, I think like it's really good in Belgium to train until maybe 1st December-ish. Have you ever thought about like, just always staying in Spain and then like flying... Flying
1: in and out in the weekends for racing? No, no. I've been thinking about it when I wasn't uh, doing cyclocross so much. Yeah, but since the cyclocross, actually, no, no. I think it's more worth it to be based uh, around the forest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I made that move. But um, traveling up and down all the time, like although it's a short flight, it's it's like a whole day you lose. Like True. traveling is never really like. A lot of times we plan a travel day like as a rest day but in the end if you really look like very strict to it it's absolutely no rest day at all Mm -hmm. so the latest years i actually tried to be able to train and travel on the same day if it's possible so having a late flight After a training, that's the most ideal plan for me, at least. And then the day after, I can have a proper rest day uh, instead of like, you're still all the time busy and you need to be on time at the airport and all those. It's not like jumping on the train, of course.
0: Yeah, and and you're right. Like, sometimes we say, oh, it's like our flight, so no problem. But like, it's still one hour flight but then you have to maybe drive one hour to the airport and then get there two hours before and like it still takes a lot
1: of (laughs) of
0: time so it's not just one hour it's like maybe six you know (laughs) so
1: yeah 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 so yes yeah but um what about you i mean i did miss you this weekend so yeah i mean i missed it
0: too because to be honest like those two races Herentals and namur they're two of my favorites so it was a tough decision not to be there but I think ultimately I was... So I'm home in Canada right now, which was not the plan. The plan was that I would be in Europe for three months straight. But what's funny, you know, like if I back up... And I'll try to keep it short because it can't <laughs> be a long story. <laughs> when I started this season, so this summer when we were training and preparing for the season with David, we, dis- we decided we didn't want to come for three months. We wanted to come... For blocks of racing so like yeah let's say like we come in we race three weekends we go back home and then we come back and so always come in with like a fresh mindset and very prepared body like just come in fit and ready and boom 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 like a little mission you know yeah,
1: yeah that was exactly. the plan
0: and then i kind of got excited and i forgot <laughs> the plan and i was like well and i think it like and we'll talk about that today about the world cup it's like it's easy to get carried away because there if you want, there is a World Cup every weekend.
1: Yeah. And so yeah. if
0: you do well, at one weekend you're like, oh, well now I'm in the overall and now you want to do another one, another one, and another one. And that's how I got carried into it a little bit. Um but ultimately I think over the years I've realized that being there for three months, that's not the that's not how I perform my best. And it's difficult to say why exactly, but I think I think I'm not the best version of myself when I'm there. Um, It's still
1: not your home, of course, as well.
0: It's not my home. And I I really want to be careful with what I say because I... Don't want to be negative about it. Like it's an awesome opportunity, you know, to mm-hmm. be there. And in one way, if I'm there for three months away from my family, away from everything that I know from home, it's like an opportunity to have no distraction and to be like really yeah. focused on the sport. So in one way, it can be like
1: a great opportunity. But on the but o- three months is long it, for it to have like that very strict focus. It is I and, guess.
0: and I th- it is, and I think what happens is also when I'm there. The only reason I'm there is for racing. And so it's hard for me to take a weekend off of racing because if I take a weekend off, I have nothing to do. It's very, yeah. very boring. And so I keep racing and racing and racing. But then sometimes, like, maybe you feel it too. Like, I sometimes I need a break. Like, I need to, like, step back, refresh, retrain, and then go back. And I feel like I really struggle doing that over there. Um, so, yeah, I was feeling that after... You know, it had been a few weeks that I was struggling mentally and I was trying so hard in the week to, like, be positive and come back and, like, focus on, like, the good things and somehow it's, like, the little sparks, like, it wasn't there. And it's, like, in my mind, I, I knew that it would be a good idea to go back home and kind of do a little reset. But at the same time, it's not, like... At the same time, I didn't want to say it because I was like, oh, well, if I go back home, it's like I quit, you know?
1: Okay, it was like a disappointment for yourself. Exactly. So like, basically, you're saying like you started fighting yourself, like your own fault. Exactly,
0: yeah, exactly. And then I felt bad. And I think it's also, you know, I carry David and Mia over there with me. And so I, I kind of put that pressure on myself that, you know they traveled all the way. We spend all that money. Like everyone's there for me, so if I don't perform at my best, I feel bad. But also, if I want to go back home, I'm like, well, I can't say it. Like you know what I mean. Like they they've yeah. made the commitment to come, so i I was kind of stuck in that little fight with myself. And then at some point, I said, but you know, I told myself like if I actually if I want to kind of f- f- salvage something good this season. I need to do it like I need to go otherwise it I don't I don't see how I can flip it you know yeah and so eventually I I told Dave and we decided okay well actually going back home although it might look like I'm quitting for me that's that's me not quitting that's me saying like okay like we're resetting and going like to
1: come back stronger so actually you went back to your original plan so it's absolutely not quitting yeah so yeah I I do recognize how hard it is like on the beginning of a season you make a plan Mm -hmm. you make some goals and especially when it goes a bit better than expected so what you say like for example with a classification involved it's so hard to keep your eyes on the main perspective and that goal what's maybe even like two months away and uh, you easily get lost in what that you actually find behind in your head you know that is the best for you Mm -hmm. you 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 lose lose that a little bit in your enthusiasm from how well it's going so uh i totally understand what you say and how that's very difficult and it's also really interesting like how different people can be if i uh think on like a lot of uh road cyclists who stay in andorra in monaco in spain like far away from their family okay it's still europe so it's much closer to their family than for you it's easier going up and down but they love to be there like the whole summer or you know even like the whole year and then you also have like people would need to have some moments they have something else to do mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think and that's what i'm realizing too like as you said kind like getting to know myself and what brings the best of me and I think I'm someone that I really I I do enjoy having like a little bit of a life outside of just racing yeah Um, and it's not much you know but it's just like a small example yesterday after my morning training my sister texted me and she said I'm going to this place for buying a Christmas gift. Do you want to come with me and my nephew? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And it lasted like one hour. But that was like super fun, you know? And then I came back home, I rested, and I did my second training. So it's still like my main focus is still doing the job well. But just having that little magic moment in the day like for me it fills me up with joy you know and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Absolutely. I bring it in the training and everything seems better so I, it's just understanding myself and I think ultimately I did go back to the original plan but the fact that I got carried away made that now you know if you don't if you don't plan the, the rest I mean at some point the break comes when you don't want it and now it's like yes. the worst timing to take to be home you know but <laughs> But it is what it is, and, like, you know, it's like that.
1: Maybe you miss a few fun races, but on the other hand, maybe it's also a time around the year that's sometimes the hardest to be away from home like Mm -hmm. you get influenced also on internet a lot with how other families are so nice together with christmas spending their time (laughs) and i mean now you're at least able to do that as well
0: yeah that's true and you know what's funny about what you just said is like the other years i usually don't look at instagram during christmas time because i'm like i just can't see it
1: (laughs) no i can imagine i
0: can't see people baking cookies and like like making a tree and I'm like nope I can't watch it <laughs> so yeah in the end like it's good I'll try to make the most of it and you know it can be a good thing like after Christmas there's still a lot of like strong races and for me the biggest goal of the year is always the world championship so maybe like resting and training now will help me to perform better like in yeah. January so we'll see we're trying something hopefully similar. yeah yeah so so yeah, that's, that's where we are, people. That's the update. What's our topic today? I mean, we have a big one and it's kind of related to what a it little is. bit to what we've been t- talking about.
1: Yes, it absolutely is. So, yeah, the last weeks, I think uh, the people who did follow cyclocross, they also followed all the news uh, stories around the World Cup, how many races should it be, uh, should people be forced to race them all, and, like, all this, like, yeah, there was a lot of discussion about it. And so we thought it would be good, like, I mean... Everybody has a different perspective and as, yeah, um, you have the perspective from being outside Europe, um, having also to deal with, for example, the visa and things like this. It's way more complicated than for me, for example, just uh, having most of the World Cups just around the corner.
0: But you and have other
1: challenges
0: and we'll talk about it, but you have other challenges because being in a Belgian team, you are required to do a lot of the other Belgian series, which sometimes can like conflict with the World Cup. So like there is different challenges, which we'll talk about um, as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so there, yeah, there's a lot about to say, and uh, we're gonna try to keep it uh, not too uh, long and complicated. Yeah, but I think it's good to to talk about it.
0: Yeah, so for people like, actually, what happened is that there was an article that came out where the UCI president um, David Lapartien, he said yeah. he said something about maybe like a threat. Threatening the athletes that if you're not participating to the, all the World Cups, the UCI could prevent these athletes from racing in the World Championships. Um, so that was the article, and I think it. I mean it. It yeah. It it made a lot of people talk, um, and it 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 brought everyone to thinking back, like thinking about okay, like is the actual format of the World Cup good? Because right now, I mean, it changed a lot in a few years. It used to be eight or nine rounds. Throughout the whole year, um, even less than that before. But anyway, yeah. like it kind of slowly built from like six to eight to nine, and now it's 14.
1: Yes, and they wanted to have it more international. And um, then now, like, especially this year, you saw also like main riders who normally do all the races, they were even starting to miss a few of the competition. Like, even on some moments, riders were leading the competition.
0: Exactly. So, they were choosing to do sometimes the race of the x2o trophies on the saturday instead of the world cup and there's uci was like why you know we don't understand we're offering really good prize money um and that like we should tell people like the the prize money is really good if you compare like a c1 that like a a high category race that is not world cup versus a world cup i mean i think it's i think it's 1600 euros if you win a c1 is that or 1500 euros
1: yeah, I think you're already quite high there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I mean yes. it's
0: so I always if I win it, it's like always translated in Canadian, which makes ah, it yes. higher. Yes, but
1: no. Yeah, it's it's especially C2. So for like people who don't know the system, so we have the World Cup. This is like the highest ranked uh, for UCI points and also the prize money is the highest there. And then you have C one, which you earn a little bit less UCI points and a little bit less prize money. And you have the C2, which goes down again a little bit, and then you come at the national circuits.
0: Yeah, so I I mean, I think like roughly, if you win a C2, it's roughly $380. If you win a C1, it's roughly uh, $1,500. And if you want a World Cup, it's $5,000. And then it doesn't drop that much. So if you're in the top 10, you still make like over a thousand euros so it's yeah. like it's pretty good and that's
1: i even uh actually well i don't know exact the rules in that but i have been looking so in a world cup like if you become 40th you still have like around 300 euros Wow! and to um show you like in namur and not even 40 riders did the whole amount of laps oh wow so I don't know if you really don't finish those laps you also get it I don't know those rules but Mm -hmm. at least it gives you perspective and with the C1 and 2 races is uh, mostly uh, the first 20 riders yeah to like let's say maybe 50 euros down
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so the UCI has put a lot of effort into the world cup they really want to make it the main event where that's you know, that's the main thing that riders want to chase. And so I think like that's one of their goals. And the other goals yeah. is I think internists, inter, making it more international. So yeah, kind perfect. of bringing, you know, bringing cyclocross out of Belgium and more everywhere around europe in north america and just making it more international to eventually bring cyclocross to the olympics so those are the two goals and i think it's partly why they brought so many world cups why they put so much effort into it so it's a very cool goal like it would be awesome if it's at the olympics um but i think there are like everything that's new You need to try things and then like adjust. You know, try to learn. Like, okay, this worked. Did this didn't work, and then adjust to find the better solution. And I think that's where we are right now. It's like they're trying some things. Some things are working. Some things are not working. And that's what we want to talk about today.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yes.
0: (laughs) So, so like, let's start about the first thing. I I think, let's talk about people choosing sometimes to do. The series races, like the Belgian series races, yeah. and stand the World Cup. Like, why would one rider do that?
1: Well, um, so I think that mainly is from the perspective of racing for Belgium team mostly. So um, yeah, f- at the moment there's just uh, there's just a lot of money involved in in cyclocross from Belgium. So the main sponsors are from Belgium. If you look around, like the teams who are involved, like I mean, you're just one rider team. Yeah, but if you have like a cyclocross team. They're all based in Belgium. So they have Belgium sponsors. So um, if you look at the moment to the World Cup Series, even if they are in America, you see the sponsors around the course, they're Belgium. Mm -hmm. So I think this is one of the very big things. There's a lot of money in the Belgium circuit because Every single race almost is on TV, there, mm-hmm. which is, of course, very important to have your visibility. That's why you put money into it as a company. So, and there is also like the interest coming to do the Belgium series, <laughs> basically. So, um, yeah, for my team, for example, it can be very interesting and important to do a Belgium race instead of a Spanish race Mm. Uh, because we need the visibility in Belgium and not in Spain. And um, yeah, that's already, could be one of the reasons uh, to choose for competition for in Belgium because sometimes the travel logistics are too hard to compare, uh, to do them both, you know? And uh, yeah, that brings some difficulties.
0: And what about... um The start contracts, because I mean, that's something that we've seen in the media as well. Like uh, I think some of those series, Belgian series, they pay riders to just start the race, which can be an incentive to choose this
1: instead of the World Cup, right? Um, Or no? Yes, I think. Yes, I think for the biggest riders, they if you add the start contract with the prize money, um, they will uh, have a bigger amount of money compared to a world cup okay but that only counts for the big riders of course but especially when a world cup is not in the netherlands or belgium you will make also more cost to come at the World Cup yep. outside those countries. And the strange little world of Cyclocross is that the rider will have to pay those costs. So it's not the team who is paying all the costs. Maybe some teams organize that materials come there and these kind of things, like they bring a truck to there. But still, if you have to need if you need a flight or a hotel or you bring your camper there, it's the cost for a rider. So, (laughs) you're like, you know, you put all the numbers under each other and you look what's left under the line, of course. Um, And also, uh, but that's not really counting for World Cups. Some contracts uh, for cyclocross riders are also uh, based on uh, getting a prim if you're riding a podium on a race, which is on TV. Okay. And that's more if you compare, for example, if they would ask me to come race in Swiss for a C1 race, and there is a C1 race also in Belgium, then it's more interesting to race in Belgium than in Swiss.
0: Okay. Okay, so I mean, that's already like one point that allows us to understand because, yeah, I mean, we've seen a few riders that chose to stay at these races instead of the World Cup. Um, But I think... Okay, I think let's step back a second. Like, what did you think, and what, like, what, what was the general thought on your team when you saw the article of, of David Lapartier saying he would be threatening athletes to not follow, like, not come to Worlds? Like, what, what was the first thought, or you know, <laughs> what were you guys thinking? My,
1: well, my first thought was a bit laughing, yeah, because when we re uh, signed, remade. The the World Cup series, they also introduced those this rule for the fourth line. It's um, so when an athlete uh, has some UCI points on the road, on the track, or like a different discipline, and it's top, I think top twenty UCI ranks this row fourth row is free made free for those riders so I think
0: it's if you're so I applied it because I tried to do mountain bike and it's you need to be (laughs) top 10 if you're top 10 UCI ranked on any other discipline then you get ranked 25th so fourth row okay in a new discipline yeah that's what that's so
1: and this is to make it more interesting to not have you don't need to do all the races to gain all those points you need it for the start row but then like the matures the vouts they can also do just a few and they were hoping like some other riders would follow yeah. to make it more interesting but if then you kind of say you need to do all the world cups this yeah, yeah. doesn't help anymore no, so right. yeah. that was super funny already from the begin yeah and um yeah the, i think what what riders don't like there is like many riders had doubted already if it would be smart to do a lot of World Cups in this way. So and then they throw in like, hey, we're going to punish them. Kind, of, It means it feels like punishing. And yeah. they, then the riders feel like, yeah, but guys, why don't just talk with us? And we, we kind of said already, maybe this is too much. And if you talk with us, then you might understand these things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's another, like, thing, I think, main thing that came up, like, that writers were like, hey, what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, when I saw that at first, I thought, I mean, I definitely don't agree about making a threat. Like, one of the reasons is, I mean, if you're not a European writer, like, the way this the World Cup is scheduled now, it it's over 90 days. I think it, it lasts for a 115 days or something. So if yeah. you're not a European rider, you, you legally cannot participate in all the World Cups. And so that it's like, well,
1: <laughs> then...
0: <laughs> they didn't think about well, it. No, exactly. Because then it like it's against the purpose of making it more international. Because if you're not from Europe, you just can't do it. Unless you are able to get a visa, but it's not always easy. Um, no. so that was the You know all about it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really not easy. Like you need to have a company that sponsors you that will that will hire a lawyer and pay for your visa, which costs some money. Like it's complicated. Or sometimes yeah. you need like an actual address saying that you reside in Europe. So it's not simple. Um so like I was like, okay, like I don't agree about this threat, but what's I, I do agree about them wanting you, you know, there's a lot of things that I agree about making a lot of world cups um i just i think like basically what what i like about what the the fact that he said this is that it opens a discussion and hopefully it will create some change so like if i talk about like on the one side i think it's cool that there's a lot of world cups because because of what we talked, like their prize money is really high and it can be really a good way to fund the season to i mean to Yeah, to just kind of, you know, for me, it's expensive to go over. But if I do well in the World Cups, then I can kind of pay myself back, you know, and that's kind of cool. So the fact that every weekend you have an opportunity to race at a high level and, a chance to do pr- good prize money you know it's really fun and not that we make it for the money but at the end of the day it's still a job so you still have to like pay the grocery at the end
1: yeah so- but did you also like you also raced when it was like uh seven world cups more or less yep. like this yeah for me at that moment it was way more special to do a world cup i agree because now i go like every weekend is one so it's just one of the races yeah for me Like, okay, every Sunday we do this World Cup.
0: Yeah, I agree. And you know what? Like, I'm I'm glad that we're talking about it now because my perspective today is different than it was maybe like two months ago. What Uh, changed? Yeah, what changed is that I realize racing every weekend, you don't you eventually don't bring your best self, you know? And if, if the goal is to bring like sometimes for me, like I realize I perform better if I do like boom, 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 three or four weekends then take a little weekend off so I can train for like 10 days and then come back strong. Um And I think I'm not the only one. Like you see a lot of riders doing like race, 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 take a weekend off, race, 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 take a weekend off. And I think if it's, you know, if it's every weekend, eventually your level, it goes down, 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 and then it's not sustainable. So... I, I think now I'm realizing it because I got to the point where I was down, 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 down. And I was like, oh my God. Well now like there is still one every weekend. So if I miss one, then I, I'm missing out. And like for me since I'm not home, like we've talked about that already. So it's yeah. So I now I, it changed and now I think like it it it's not the best way. And if the goal is to bring the is is to make the World Cup the highest competition it's probably better if there are less rounds and everyone shows up because it's like, oh, like, yeah. it's really like, Bang. I want to be good at this one. Everyone is there. Everyone brings the best level and that's how you get the best racing, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, I was thinking like, I mean, now there are still like a, quite a few World Cups in Belgium. So if you would go to like having a World Cup, just one single or maybe two, in every country that you want to go to or are able to go to, then you're already down in World Cups.
0: Uh, wait, I thought, wait, I don't know if I understood.
1: So we want to have it more international. Yeah. And we go a few times to another country. Yeah. So we go to the US, we go to France, we go to Czech. Yeah. We go to Spain and Italy. Yeah. Ah, and Dublin, uh, Ireland. Yeah. I missed that one. Uh, we go twice to France. Uh, we go twice to the Netherlands, Hulst and rijden. and we go. Let me t- let me count how many times to Belgium. <laughs> Quite a few times, right? Yeah, number Four. four?
0: Mas Antwerpen, Havre. Four, I think. Uh, Sonhova?
1: Five. Five. Yeah. Take out three. Yeah. Then you're already down in in races. Yeah um those can be just a single race maybe like you're also having like what you hear a lot in Belgium that's also a sponsored thing of course but uh, all the World Cups are on the Sunday so all the Sundays are taken out yeah so and of course it's normal like that most people have most time on Sunday Mm -hmm. to come to the course so uh, for some uh organizations that was also a very hard thing they had to get away from their original dates Mm. and uh, but that's also like getting used to things of course and uh, I think if you are creative you can find new ways to be an interesting race and interesting for partners but um, yeah
0: yeah I think no I mean that's that's a good point And, and and it's been actually I don't know if you agree but I think it's been fun to go to these different locations, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ireland was so fun and like you can see the enthusiasm of the people there. They were really happy to have a World Cup. There were I would I think like quite a lot of fans. Um the organization did a great job. So like I think the like it's fun when we go out and there's excitement and it brings new fans and like you know, I was talking to Christelle, like who works at the UCI and works in cyclocross at the UCI, and she was telling me that with the goal of being at the Olympics, there they made a lot of progress, you know? It used to be just like a dream, but now they're she was telling me they're 50% of the way there. And Okay. Yeah, like they are they've crossed, you know, they've checked some boxes in terms of like cool. being in enough countries, having enough riders, they showed that it can be on snow. And she told me that actually they're trying for 2030 where the world where the olympics will be in the in in france in the alps of france i ah, yes in winter and she said that one of the main problem right now is that it's a money thing but it's it's like you know the they the disciplines the federations get money for being at the Olympics, and right now yes, in we don't get it. No, no. <laughs> but right now, like in this Winter Olympics, the main like the pie is mainly divided by two. So there's the. The ice sport, so like everything that's skating and like all this, and ski sport. Yep. So, and those are the main one, and like they get the bigger part of the pie. And so, they, these two federation, they don't want other sports in because then they're gonna have to split. So that's one thing. And also, like yep. if let's say cycling gets in for cyclocross, uh, she was telling me it opens the door to other disciplines. So uh, apparently, apparently, a lot of other disciplines also have winter.
1: Sports. What about uh, athletics, the winter cross, the cross uh, running? Well, exactly.
0: Or like she was saying, like horseback riding apparently has winter. So like if cycling gets in, suddenly the door is open for more (laughs) discipline and then you have to split the money pie with many. So like that's what's blocking right right now. But they've made a lot of progress. So I think like what they've done with the World Cup, bringing it a lot of different countries, like that's great. Like I'm all for it. Um, you know bringing the prize money equal for women bringing junior women like there's been so much great progress and I think now it's about fine-tuning and figuring out like what's the best way to bring the best light on cyclocross and I think what how we talked about maybe you know maybe less world cups would be a good way
1: yes and um, like for example I would really love to go to Valdisol, and I'm sure I'm going to do it once, Mm -hmm. but it's also one which is logic-wise quite complicated. Yeah, Um, It's not easy to fly to, it's quite a long travel with a camper, (laughs) so it would already be what um, much more uh, worded to go if there's also another race in the same weekend, for example. Yes. And you have a lot of experience with that in America, of course, where like it's the same if we travel to America. This year it was only for one World Cup. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, some riders did the Thursday race, or it was on Friday, I don't remember exactly, but there's also always another C2 race around but at least you don't just go for that single race. And again, still maybe some people want to do only that single race, but having the opportunity to combine with another race or maybe having another World Cup the next weekend, a bit closer by, like this year was Flamanville. Yep. To I mean you know you know exactly far. how much kilometers yeah. it was you drove all <laughs> the way far. so yeah. yeah it's it's a lot yes yeah. and um, and then like if it was if Valdisole was one out of seven then you would think about it right yes yeah yeah yes definitely I mean I have been thinking about it already now yeah but um, yeah it would definitely help a lot I think yeah. yes
0: and I think also like if you reduce the number of World Cups. It reduces the amount, it reduces the cost of going to all of them too, you know? And
1: it also has a bigger influence uh, on missing one. Yeah. Like in the overall ranking. Yeah. So you have less chances to catch up your missing points.
0: Exactly. And I think like, okay, I mean, some people will, <laughs> some people will hate me for saying this, but I think... Come up. Yeah, I'll say it. I mean, we said it's dirty, so I say it. But <laughs> I need, I think... I think we need, like, we need, we all need to stop complaining, myself included. But also, some of the Belgian team need to stop complaining about the cost. Oh yes, they need to stop complaining. And like, let's say there's seven World Cups. Stop complaining that one is in Dublin and it costs a little bit more. Like we all like. W- whatever, you know, it's not that expensive and it's it's our job, like, we have to go like, that's just part of the budget that you need to complete the season, so like, I don't, I just think, like, it's okay to voice your opinion, because ultimately it will bring change, just like this conversation right now, and when David Lepartier talked, like it's okay, but I mean, if we want to make cyclocross more popular, we have to only we have to stop making it only negative. It's always the same story. Like as soon as it comes out of Belgium, people are just like talking shit and complaining, and it's expensive. (laughs) And like, I mean, that's not it doesn't bring a good light on the sport. Like, no, we need to be like all
1: rowing together. You know. Well, I'm. Absolutely on your side. So let's also make myself a little bit more unpopular here. Yeah. And <laughs> well,
0: you're not a complainer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: but no, but I also have said it few once already in the team. Like we are very sports having all the races in like a circle of two hundred kilometers, and um, I also, of course, be in the summer a lot on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, then sometimes being three weeks not at home is like normal because you need to go from one race to another race or like, you know, these kind of things. So, yes, I think if we want to grow and I think everybody wants to grow because once we grow, there's even more money involved. Exactly. So you need to see the bigger circle. Yeah. Then I think... We also need to uh, stand behind the fact that we may be not every uh, week at home and maybe sometimes traveling a bit longer. Yeah. And on that side, I think also psychocross need to make an extra step in getting more professional by the support we have, like from uh, teams like. For now, I'm working with uh, my mechanics and they take free days sometimes in the week if they need to come help me and they use their free weekends to come and I pay them. But I cannot pay them the whole year. So Mm -hmm. they are in the end still kind of volunteers. And not everybody who works at Cyclocross is volunteer, but still a lot of them. So there's another side like... Once they are not a volunteer anymore and they don't have their extra job, they can travel that trek from A to B during the week, of course. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And I n- didn't think about it, but you're totally right. And, and I think, yeah, I think that's the main thing. It's like we have to see the bigger picture. And sometimes it's difficult because if, you know, the steps that we take now to grow the sport, we might not benefit from it because maybe we'll be retired. You know, we don't know. We don't know how long it takes. I think I will be
1: retired. <laughs> but
0: I mean we don't know, but it's 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 still worth it because if it makes a sport it is. if it makes a sport bigger and more popular, we'll have been part of that growth, you know. And looking yeah, and back, like if you say, you know, let's say in eight years it's the Olympic uh is at the Olympics, I mean you know, right now maybe like you go you're a world champion not everyone knows what cyclocross is but if in eight years it's become at the Olympics it's everywhere on TV they do it in every country you still have been world champion of this and now everyone knows what it is so you still benefit in some way and I think you know, we've benefited from other women fighting for us to get equal prize money. They didn't get That's it. That's what I wanted now to say. It.
1: Like, I'm, I'm part of this evaluation on the roadside. Yeah. And it's it's very special and it's really cool. And I'm that lucky person who's still also profiting from it. But um, so I know how, how nice it is to see this development. So I totally agree. Even... If I don't profit from it anymore, I'm still happy that I have been part of a world who tried to change in a positive way.
0: Yeah, I think that's very well said. And and there's something fun to be part of that. Um, So I think if we wrap up a little bit. Yes. (laughs) I, I think one of the main challenges that we face in growing this sport is that right now. Belgium is the heart and the center and the tradition of the sport. That's where it's professional, that's where the most of the money comes from. And so we the, need to we need it. And, and like yes. we, we need Belgium. And what's tricky is that cyclocross needs Belgium, but at the same time I think that Belgium, like this sent this heart is preventing the sport from growing because we want to keep it there so like we have to find a balance of like how do we bring it outside the cyclocross
1: heart needs to open their heart more yes but to bring it wider exactly
0: but it needs i I think we still need belgium you know it will always be part of the cyclocross history and we need to keep it there it's just how do we keep it strong there but also bring it somewhere else and i think that's what the uci is really trying to do and They're trying all kinds of different strategy and it's difficult, but I I don't know if you agree, but I think that's like the the dilemma a little bit.
1: Yes, and there are some hard things to overcome and some complicated things. Also, what you mentioned uh, with the visa, for example, so that's why I really hope that UCI also keeps trying to talk more with like the writers and hear the different sides because Mm -hmm. sometimes if you try to work out something yourself, you forget some important sidesteps and probably in this whole story we kept, we also don't notice like some important, I don't know, uh, uh, permissions from a government or whatever, you know, to, to do things. But Yes, that's why I think it's very important to keep talking.
0: Yeah. And so what would be, in the ideal world for you, what would the World Cup
1: look like? Ideal world for me would be that every, like a World Cup would be like maybe eight races or something. All eight in a different country all eight with their own identity like really like ah this is sand or like you know i love those races where we use the um, things which are around there so in namur we have the citadel uh, in zonova we have a scent bit you know like these type of races i really love mm-hmm. so of course sometimes you need to make somewhere like a little bridge or you know that's, that's all, all right. That's no problem. But I really love this. And I think, for example, Tabor World Cup this year, uh, or normally World Cup this year, World Championships, it has the same race, but will be totally different because mm-hmm. a big chance of having snow. So, for all the their identity is the snow. Like, so, yeah, I think that would be for me uh, an ideal world where we still can combine like some iconic races in Belgium, because yes, there are just a few races who are very, very special in Belgium. And it will be a pity if we lose those.
0: Yep. I agree with you. And what I would add in my ideal world of World Cup is making sure, making it quote unquote easy for people, for everyone to do them all. And so making it easy for people to prioritize them so let's say i'm i live outside of it they have to be i think the ideal way would be to have them in blocks so let's say you have the first three ones that you can you know travel like from each of them the first three ones then a little break everyone regroups then three during christmas little regroup and then two before world championships you know and that way everyone can decide like okay well I'm gonna do three trips this year, and it's gonna be for the for the full World Cup circuit. I'm gonna do three here, three here, two there, and the World Championships. And you then,
1: could even peak better than if you do it. That absolutely, way. <laughs> you can peak better. You can. Yeah, so then everyone points. can participate.
0: Like you know, for I I think that would be the best way because everyone can do them, and then everyone can bring their best, and then it's the best racing. And then if you want to race every other weekend during the other series during that, no problem. But at least there's one this one series that's supposed to be the most international one that everyone can do. So for yeah. me that would be it. And then it kind of makes it costly somewhat efficient as well, because you come and you know you know, you know that you're gonna travel for at least a few races. So let's say if you know, maybe the the, the one in North America has only two, you know, like we had in the past, but at least you come for a, a block, few. you know? Yes. And so I think those would be, I think for me, that would be the ideal. That would be really cool. And, and I know, like, as you said, there's probably some challenges that we don't know that they have to work on. And, like, and, and I know it's super costly to have to host a World Cup. So for the organizers, like, that's another challenge. But, you know, it's just, um, we're just talking, we're just dreaming here and this would yes. be the ideal well, for us. So,
1: <laughs> but from dreaming sometimes the best ideas come. So, yeah, I hope maybe we gave uh, some inspiration here yeah. or maybe I mean if some listeners have some great like thoughts about that where we never have been talking about or thinking about that. I mean, come up with them because yeah. maybe maybe this will be the perfect solution.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. And like I think, yeah, the like you said earlier, like if we can keep the conversation open, like I enjoyed a few weeks ago, Katarina Nash, who is the athlete representative, like she posted on Instagram, like I'm having a meeting with the UCI. And I think we forget sometimes that we can just email her with ideas or like with I want to talk about this, but she like mm-hmm. posted it, like send me what you think and I think they are open to hear what we have to say, Um, but I think it's on both sides to keep the conversation open. Like when we have something to say, we have to say it, and maybe they should reach out sometimes to ask what we think. So just kind of keeping
1: it open is the best way. Exactly. Okay. Many, 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 many more to talk about it, but I think like we we touched the main main important things there.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Should we pivot to the listeners' question section <laughs> yes. of the day?
1: Yeah. Yes. So make it a bit more like this. It was the, the the serious talk? So now we go back yeah. to uh, a bit more fun.
0: Okay. Um. Wait. I've, I, before we go to the listeners' question, we talked about the Olympics today. I have a. I have a. Let's say I'm a listener. I have a question. Have you been to the Olympics?
1: No, I never have been. You? No.
0: Would. <laughs> what, uh, would. Would. Let's say it's there in 2030. Would you go? Would you try to go?
1: As a coach probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's in a long time. I'll be
1: Wait, how old would I be? Oh, I'll be well, 36. Here we are. I'll be 36. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm, I'm 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 like a grandma for for sporting mm. then, so.
0: Would you like to go to... Th- like have you Yeah, well, are you I going to try dreams. this
1: summer or? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, I mean, if if they call me and they say we really need you because we think you fit perfectly in in our strategy, I'm the first one to say yes, and yeah. uh, I'm off to it. You know, so don't take a, don't don't take it wrong, but um, I've tried a few years. Like, you know, I I also went to do a rec in London, a rec in Rio, and you follow all the programs. But in the Netherlands, it's so so hard, and on the road there are only four spots two mm. spots if um if the t- uh, if the time trial is important for some people and they might be able to take a medal they 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 need to do the road race as well so yeah it's really really difficult and um in the beginning when i was a bit younger i got very very disappointed when it didn't work out so now i decided to let it go and then we see and still i had a great career if i didn't go there so i agree
0: yeah, I mean I had a similar I, I tried also on mountain biking and it was the years where Catherine and Emily Pendle uh Pendrel, and Emily Batty yeah. they were winning everything. They finished like I think they finished three and four at the Olympics and like they were
1: always really good. We were born in the in the wrong years.
0: Maybe but at the same time like they <laughs> elevated the level for everyone. So like it's that's true. It's also a great thing. And then after I yeah, a few years last year, two years ago, I tried to I said like, okay, maybe I try to go for the next year. So like for the ones. Yeah, petty. Yeah, for Paris. And then, but then it, it was too much, like it became too much to, I have struggled with doing like the the full circuits summer and winter. And I realized in the end that what I really loved is cyclocross more than mountain biking. Um, yeah. And so I decided, well, is it worth it to go in something that I don't love as much like is it worth to sacrifice what I love the most just for this and then I said I said no I said what I really love is cyclocross and that's where I want to put my my effort and yeah in the end I'm it took a while but now I'm okay with it
1: (laughs) yeah but I mean it's good I mean it's it's really good to think about it and don't put it straight away away but um yeah sometimes it's of course such a big event and uh, everybody even people who don't follow sports they talk about it that makes it sometimes getting the feeling you really need to be part of it and there are also sports where it's like one of the main events of course and Mm -hmm. I think we are we are participating in sports where we have way more important races uh, during the season. And yeah, it's not all about that, but uh, it's true. You maybe need to be a bit older to realize that.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I mean, yeah, I, I was just curious to, to hear um, your thoughts on it. Okay, so yeah. listeners' questions. You Do you want to pick one? Pick.
1: Yes, I had picked one. Yes. And uh, it's totally off topic from what we have been talking about. That's but okay. I think that's really nice, yeah. actually, to, to take some, talk about something else. And um, Christoph um, Herquin is his name on, on I think it was Twitter or Instagram. And uh, his question was, are different tires needed when a course might change near the end of a race? Well, that could be, yes. I did have it... I think I never changed really the tire, but I did change pressure for sure. But yes, when uh, it suddenly starts to really, really rain a lot or maybe like it dries out, like it stopped raining and the mud dries out, it could be very helpful to change the tire. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, in Dublin I did because it started raining last minute you know like just mm-hmm. before a race and I started with some not regular profile but like the a little bit more medium medium and then I yeah then I changed bike and I told Dave like put the mud tires on my bike on my spare bike and ah, yes yeah it like that was already the plan and so when I changed bike after maybe one and a half lap I noticed I was riding much better with the mud so then I told them. You know, I can tell him to, like, put mud on both. And then when I change, they're all mud.
1: Well, actually, now I'm thinking I did too. I did not in Dublin because in Dublin we had, like, low stress. The boys came back from wreck and it changed totally. And I was doing the warm-up. And so all the mechanics were, like, running left and right to change all our tires. To So I didn't took my... I almost never have medium tires, so it's full or nothing. Yeah, And uh, so I changed straight away to mud there. But um, before on in France, um, there the course dried out. So there was yes. the opposite. Yes, that's true. And actually, just before the start, um, they told me, Lars came. Actually, he couldn't find me anymore, but he could find my boyfriend. And he said, yeah, she really can ride the normal tire. But then... I was like you know it's so close to the start so and I was not so sure about the technical part and then we decided the same changing like having a bike ready with a different tire in the pit and uh, so yeah I changed the bike and uh, rode on a new tire.
0: Yeah so it's I think it's it, it happens and I think as a rider you just have to communicate with your with your crew and some Sometimes I forget to communicate. Like I get like stuck into the racing. I just race, race, race and I forget. Uh, but it's important because it can change the race a lot, a lot. So we have to communicate what we're thinking and not just keep thinking it and not not think like sometimes I'm like, oh, I think I'd be better on this tire. But like, I'm just racing. Yes, It's like you have to be aware and like say, okay, actually, I would be better on this tire. Say it, then take it the next lap and like organize your race according to it. Yes which is, seems easy to say but sometimes like in the heat of the racing sometimes it can you can get
1: carried away so it is and also the what you're shouting i mean yes. you're passing super quick yes and then like what i got like <laughs> i got some comments <laughs> after this race <laughs> because like i was just screaming like the first word what i thought would be logic but I was like, I need to sh- say just one word because, yeah, you know, a whole sentence they will lose. Yes. And then they were like, yeah, whatever you were saying, it, it, it could mean everything. You need to be <laughs> way more clear, not change or like different. No, you have to say like uh, Reno or like, uh, yeah. d- you know, like really say a clear thing, not something that can mean everything in the world so i've had the same comments so
0: yeah (laughs) you have to be more clear
1: (laughs) so like what is is oh for for to understand better like in the reckon we we try sometimes if we doubt different tires we definitely try different uh pressure and that's really going on like uh 0.05 difference sometimes even it's really crazy and um then if you're still doping or you hear the course is changing you sometimes make a set strategy with your crew in the pits already uh you also a lot of times talk about which side of the pit like you could pass it twice but a lot of times there's one side more ideal than the other side so if you have a chance to change you talk about that as well and um yeah Then, then you make that strategy and you try to make it it smarter. Like also, if a bike becomes more heavy during the race, like last week in Namur, like you don't want to carry all the mud up a citadel, so (laughs) you better change it before you start climbing. Mm -hmm. And uh, carrying a bit more weight going down is not a huge problem.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the the, like it's helpful if you can prepare a lot of this ahead of the race so then in yeah. the race you don't want to leave the tough thinking during the race because then like it's not the- there's no blood there like the blood is all in the legs so you have to yes. you have to yeah I think we try to make most of the strategies before and then you keep the quick decisions for in the race but knowing the strategy you had planned beforehand so yeah if that answers and that's the also, question
1: yeah and it's also really nice on that way to work with as much as possible the same people around you because they start to understand you better. So even if you shout something stupid, they start to understand what you mean. Or like if you cannot make a decision, they can maybe make a decision for you already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's good. Uh, and yeah. now, the other question... Do quest- you have
1: another one? Well, Do you have another listener's question? Well, there's one that's that we have here. Yeah. It's from stubborn to be
0: wild stubborn to be wild on Instagram he asks do you have a playlist or song to pump up pre-race and for training do you
1: well kick off for you first
0: yeah but I always actually yes I have a I have a playlist on my Spotify that is like the warm-up playlist but I change it can people listen it oh I don't know how to do that but
1: maybe if you have a public maybe people can find it
0: I'll try I'll try to do that um otherwise maybe I put the link yeah I put the link in the in the note show notes but actually I change I change it all I try to change it all the time because it loses its power after a while ah yes I totally agree you get like used to it and like at first like you have your playlist you're stoked on the songs and then like they make you excited And then you're like, okay, now I'm, like, ready. But Mm -hmm. after a while, you've listened to it, like, twice a weekend, every week for a few weeks, and you're like, uh... It doesn't produce the same effect. So I try to no. change it and bring new songs into it or just change it completely. Um, so yes, I do have a playlist. Um, and, and so And then
1: oh. you're sitting in the evening uh, on your room listening songs here like, yeah, this is one for coming races yes. or how that works.
0: Yeah, that exactly that. Or like if I'm training sometimes, I put it on random and then one comes and I'm like, oh, I love this one. And so I add it right away to, like, to, to the ah, okay. list. Or, you know, whatever. Like whenever I hear a song during, you know, my normal life and I'm like, oh, this one, like it brings emotion and like makes me excited, then I, I make sure to add it. What do you, nice. do you have one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually I have a huge music box outside. So most people are warming up with a headphone or stum- something like that. But uh, I thought it was cool that people can also like really... Be part of it and understand what's going on. Yeah. Instead of seeing someone like moving with the head or, you know, like sometimes <laughs> you start to join. Yeah. And yeah, I think people like it. I, I mean, love it. If I hear, uh, then apparently it's uh, sometimes busy behind my back, uh, people watching my warm up. And, um, so yeah, first uh, years, um, yeah, we, we had some songs and my boyfriend was kind of choosing uh, from the list. We also had a playlist and uh, yeah, I never knew what was coming. But sometimes he suddenly had a song and I was too slow for what I was gonna write. And yeah. I'm like, mm, why you change now, you know, like <laughs> this. So this year, then we decided to have more like a, um, a remix, like from the songs. Oh. made on my performance on my warm-up so oh, I the, the music is going more down when i go easier and on the way around um but this one needs to be changed a little bit because i agree with you like i also lo- I, I mean i love really pumped up music like going direction hardcore yeah you know so that's a bit like happy hardcore this kind of music i really like and um Sometimes some motivational uh, speeches into it. Yeah. But what you say, like those lose their power a little bit now. And um, a friend of me, he's um, like, uh, yeah, he really wants to become a DJ and he's doing really well in this work already. So cool. we're working on, on something more professional at the moment.
0: Oh, I love that. You're going to have your own remix. That's yes, so cool. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And the best is that people can like come and watch you. Yes. Train. That's and amazing. listen. I love it. That's such a great idea. Cool. So hopefully that responds to your question. Born to be wild, but we will uh, maybe we each post like our favorite. You know, while we yes. post the podcast, like we'll sh- sh- we'll post our favorite, and I'll show you my current one. And like sometimes they're old songs that I just find, you know, that I'm bringing back or like that worked for a warm up like three years ago, and now I'm like, oh, actually they're good again. And why <laughs> I was
1: not? Yeah, why I wasn't listening? Either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Um, all right, final section. The dirties of the, I mean, we wrote dirties of the week, but let's be honest, it's not been a weekly it's thing. so
1: <laughs> Also not really a monthly no. thing, but the <laughs> dirties, the dirties of, the, of the talk. Exactly, dirties of now. <laughs> so,
0: okay, like it's a, maybe that's a fun one. When you get a big prize money, do you treat yourself with something special or are you more a saver that you save it?
1: Yeah, well, every time I think I should do that and like, you know, like think like, oh, if I get this, uh, then I really gonna buy that. But then I can't wait. So <laughs> so in the end, oh, okay, so it's you. like a no. I just, um, yeah, I'm not someone like, oh, I want this, I buy it straight away. If it's expensive, I definitely first doubt about it and uh, let myself uh, rethink and rethink. But um, is there one thing that you ever treated? It's more, more with maybe like you know, like some races. You re- like if you really work towards that, you really really want to perform. You also hold yourself from some nice foods and these kind of things i love good desserts for example you know like i just really love it some good ice cream so then it's more like that i treat myself with something like this if i did that race and 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 it went the way i wanted
0: yeah okay that's good and what is the weirdest thing that you ever won on a podium (laughs) like not money but just like
1: yes well um the weirdest, because like oh, sometimes there are super strange things. I mean, last weekend I had that beer. That's great. I mean, really nice. Yeah, but traditional, um, more traditional. traditional. Yes, but uh, a lot of times you also get like a package from the local uh, area. But then there are things in that You're like, what? What do I need? I mean, if there's nice food in that, you can help. It's 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 uh it's nice, but. Sometimes they are really weird things, but I should have thought more about that. Yeah, and it's hard come to come with a good answer. Yeah, 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 because I definitely,
0: I had some strange things. Well, I remember in Besançon, the the podium prize was weird. It was like a packaged um, meat, you know, like packaged sauce, like sausage and potatoes, like a meal packaged. Ah. But I thought like that was weird. It's not weird that you get like. A piece of meat or like a piece of cheese, cheese, no. yeah, that happens quite often. But the fact that it was like a packaged, pre made meal pre-made to me was a meal. little bit weird. And I gave it Maybe. to gave it, it to was Mia. good for the travel, it was good for the
1: travel for sure. <laughs> but I,
0: yeah, I remember that.
1: But in Besançon, didn't you earn there? Was there not another really? You told me about this in Besançon, yeah, but I, there was, yeah, you can tell about it, yeah, this. but I didn't win it. Puk won it. No, but the prize. What yeah, was last
0: it? year, last year World Cup in Besançon in France, the World Cup winner would win a Breitling watch, like a really nice watch. Um, And so I so wanted to win it and Puk won it. And I, I went to see her after. I'm like, show it to me. <laughs>
1: Can <laughs> I get it?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't ask that, but she showed it to me and it was like a really, really nice one. So that's like, that's a cool prize.
1: Yes, sometimes there are really, really nice things in a, a surprise. But you know what? I tell you what, I did not win it. But you know what I talked about? Like I, I think it was our first podcast. Yeah, your wasn't friend it?
0: who won like the dildo or whatever the yeah, dildo that's really package. Weird. That's yes, the weirdest that's... thing.
1: So in the Ronde van Drenthe, you also a lot of times still can win like a vacuum and these kind of things. There... And this is like, what do we need to do with it? We cannot share it with our teammates. Like you get a piece and I get a piece. or yeah. you know. <laughs> I know it's really the, actually like now that you say that.
0: There's one race I did in Belgium in. Other I think. Other They were giving like I got a fryer, like a you know, like everyone <laughs> for was, the Belgian fries. Yeah, I guess like, everyone was getting a different appliance, and I got yeah, mine was like a fryer, and that was just so funny. I mean, it can be a nice prize, but it was like just really funny, and I I couldn't even bring it back home because it's so big, like you can't travel with that, and it's also not the same electricity here. So I was like, no. oh yeah, yeah I just yeah, left yeah. it there but yeah,
1: those yeah are you can you can sell it and then then you have the money but i mean nowadays we are a bit surprised by these kind of prices but in the past that was of course the way that uh yeah was your kind of price money yeah exactly in, in the past when uh, many before we were racing
0: yeah so there's never a time that you like got your price money and say like i'm buying this
1: Uh, not that i really remember like that i saved it that way but i mean i did have my nice treats of course so yeah yeah but uh, yeah last weekend um i heard uh, one of my teammates he was very surprised by some prize money we still were getting from the road race and then she said i um Then in the end, I decided to still go for that top on my kitchen, which was way more expensive. And you know, so (laughs) she used it that way. I'm like, ah, actually, yeah, I should do it more like this as well. So maybe, and a good thing for 2024. Because
0: it's a good bonus. I mean, I'm the same, like, I mostly save it. Like, I'm just natural. I like to save things mostly, (laughs) save money. But once in a while, I will say, like, okay this time cuz i'm i'm actually never buying things i rarely mm-hmm. buy but i'll look for it for example shoes like all s- fall i've been looking at shoes and carefully looking at them and like very often looking at them and never buying them and at some point i said i got i received some prize money i'm like okay i'm just i'm going for it it's been like 6 months that i'm looking at these shoes like go <laughs> but i re- yeah. yeah i'm not really i mean it's not like it's not like basketball. It's not like we get like a million dollar either.
1: No, so. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice, <laughs> yeah. but no. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, okay. I think that's
0: yeah. that's that's it. That's what we had for today. Uh, anything else you would like to share?
1: No. I mean. Of course, I don't know if we're going to make it to get it online before Christmas, but uh, it's definitely holiday time for everybody. So I just wish everybody a really nice time at home or with the people they love around them. And um, yeah, I hope uh, that we can catch up somewhere in January again and maybe that I see you then back here close to me.
0: Yes, I I will be there in January. So, uh, I mean, I have also want to say happy holidays to everyone and happy holidays to you happy curse period will be i'll be cheering for <laughs> you um and i'll be i'll be sad that i'm missing out but hopefully prepare well enough that when i come back we can uh yeah we can do some good racing so thank you good luck and uh yeah happy holidays everyone thanks for listening